Hey, Emily, take a guess what today's podcast is all about. I don't know. With you, there is no telling. Well, today's podcast is going to be all about the excuses people use for their own dating failures. Oh, yeah? But you know, it's funny. When it came time to ask you out, I didn't have any excuses. Scott, there is no excuse for you. Hmm. Well, maybe I didn't need any excuses. <laughs> Live from the mysterious mist and shrouded mountaintop headquarters of X and Y Communications, it's X and Y on the Fly with your hosts, Scott McKay and Emily Grillo. Welcome everyone to another edition of X and Y on the Fly, the dating podcast brought to you by the X and Y Communications Broadcasting Network. Today is episode 17. I'm your host, Scott McKay, and with me, as always, is the lovely and talented Emily Grillo. Hello, everyone. And as we talked about on the intro, Emily, today we're going to talk about all the excuses people give for just not being able to get it done in the dating world. Oh, my goodness, and there are a ton of them. There are so many excuses people use that we actually had to narrow it down to the top ten, didn't we? We did, and what was interesting, we couldn't even name them in order because for men it was different than there was for women. Yes, men use a completely different set of excuses for failure in dating than women do. Absolutely. Okay, so with that in mind, what do you say, Emily, we just go right down the list? (laughs) Sounds good. Let's start with finances. Finances. Now, there's an excuse that I think can take one of two different forms when guys use it. Okay. The first is the ever-popular, hey, you know, women want a rich guy, and I just don't make enough money. Oh, gosh. If you're thinking that way, you think so little of us women. So women have more depth than to be that shallow. Absolutely. Think about it. If we were that shallow, most people would not be married. That could go for just about any of these excuses we're going to talk about. If any of them were true, nobody would be married. (laughs) That's the truth. So... Most women are not gold diggers. They're looking for a guy who's got personality, something to offer them that isn't necessarily a deep pocket. Yeah, you don't have to be rich. So the other excuse I think that goes along with finances for guys would be, hey, you know what, dating is just too expensive. I can't afford it. Now that I can understand. How? Well, if you truly think you have to take us on a five-star dinner and that this is expensive and you you have a tight income because you have bills and stuff, I can see how... If you had that thought, that would restrict you. Well, that's how guys are pretty much taught. Hey, it's a first date. You need to impress her. And that means fancy clothes, fancy dinner, all those things. My goodness. Well, my thought process would be if a guy's been trained like that, we need to retrain ourselves. Because first of all, when we take women on a fancy first date, it puts both the man and woman into a high-pressure situation where we're not really being ourselves. And we've talked about this on previous podcasts. Going on a first date where the man and woman can be free to just represent their own personality effectively, going on a, you know, just going shopping together, going on a picnic together, like you said, is one of the, one of the examples we gave before the podcast. It doesn't have to be really expensive. It just has to be real. Real life, yes. And that's what women are looking for, isn't it, Emily? That's what we want. We want to see who you are. So as far as finances, really... You only restrict yourself as far as you let yourself. You know, women... How would women use such an excuse? I've heard one that I know of. Oh, I can't even picture it. What is it? I can't afford a babysitter. Oh, that's right. So if you're 
having a problem affording babysitters, if you're a woman and you have kids and you say, you know, I can't go out on dates because, well, the whole kids' excuse is the next one we're getting to. Right. But as a segue there, a woman would say, hey, I can't afford a babysitter. Oh, there's ways around that. What if a guy offers to pay for the babysitter? Is that over the line? I don't think so. I think that's very nice. If he really is genuinely interested in getting to know you, that's a very nice gesture. And by all means, please accept it. Yeah, I think a woman should accept that. Because, hey, if a guy wants to go out with a woman and the obstacle is there and it's a real obstacle, and I think most guys would see that as a real obstacle. Right. Then, ladies, if a guy offers to cover the babysitter for you, I would say go ahead and take it because he wants to take you out. Right. If he's willing to cover that obstacle, that means a lot. It says a lot about the guy's interest level in the woman. So what of this excuse that women, I think, in particular use that, hey, I have kids, therefore no one's going to want to date me. Or I have kids, therefore I need to wait till they get out of the house 10, 15, 20 years from now before I can date. I think that's just in a cover-up or an excuse not to date. You think there's something deeper there when that's going on? I really do, because if that weren't the case, when I meet so many women whose kids are now all grown and out of the house, they're still not dating. Right. So, obviously, there was something else going on there. There has to be more. Because, you know, if you spend 5, 10, 15, 20 years doing the same thing, you're going to have a habit. And if that habit is not dating, then when you're, you know, set in your ways, as people like to say about people who are single and not dating then you're really going to have a hard time getting back into the swing of things. Yes, you get comfortable, and it gets very difficult to change that. And also, I think when anyone says, hey, no one's going to want to date me because I have kids, they're discounting all the other single parents out there who would love to date them. Yeah, what about single dads? Single dads, single moms are gravitating to one another because they both can relate to parenthood. Besides, it makes dating easy. You can show up at... Uh whatever function and the kids can go and have fun and play and the two of you can sit very nonchalantly and talk and get to know one another without the kids even knowing what's going on. Plus both you and I have proven in our own lives, you as a single parent with custody and me as a single dad with custody of my daughter, that even people who don't have children are willing to go out with us. It's a non-issue for many, many people. It's never been an issue with me. So if anyone out there listening to this podcast is saying, hey, I have kids, therefore I'm not dateable, look in the mirror and find out what the real reasons are because that is a non-excuse. Absolutely, because men are very much attracted to women with kids. Yeah, we, like, we think motherhood's hot. We've talked about that. So if you can demonstrate that you're a good mother, that's very attractive to a lot of men. Yes. And, you know, of course, if you're a single dad, you're immediately safe and you're immediately related, relatable to fatherhood for a single mom, and, and you, you all love that. Oh, yeah. You, you're twice as attractive that way. So, you know, we talked about women in particular waiting 10, 15, 20 years to date, and that leads us to our next excuse that once the kids are out of the house, it's likely that someone may come up with the excuse of, hey, I'm too old to date. You right. can't teach an old dog new tricks, and hey, you know what? I'm washed up. No one's ever going to want to accept me. Right, I'm now in my 50s or my 60s, whatever the situation is. But we all see people right and left getting married mm-hmm. who are older. Oh, yeah. You know, you, even in their 80s, people in nursing homes getting together and, and marrying each other. Oh, and that's cute. <laughs> well, you know, I've, I've had letters from people, and one in particular that comes to mind was from a gentleman who was in his late 50s, 
And he said, you know what, I'm single again because my wife of 20-some years who mothered four children with me as the father has left me for a guy that she's known for two days. And I just feel like no one's ever going to love me again because I'm too old. And my first, my first message to him was, well, what about her? She's obviously somewhat close in age to you, and she had some guy sweep, off, sweep her off her feet in two days. So what kind of an excuse is it for a guy to say, hey, I'm 58, therefore nobody's going to want me or care about me? There's always somebody out there. Well, I think there's always a lot of people out there. I mean, look around. You see guys dating women 15, 20 years their junior all the time. I've seen guys 31, 32 going, hey, I'm too old. Women aren't going to want me. Or women 29, 30 going, hey, now that I'm 30, what guy is going to want to date me? And it's just a preposterous excuse. Oh, ain't that the truth? And, you know, if you're taking care of yourself, if you have a vibrant personality, age really is just a number. That's all it is, because there's there's everybody from the dating pool of 20-something all the way up to 80, 90 years old. Absolutely. There's going to be a ton of people for your options. Now, you know my own personal preference. A lot of times, men, stereotypically, single guys, late 30s, early 40s, are seen as wanting to go after women in their early 20s. They're, they want to rob the cradle a little bit. They want to get you know some you know arm candy, I think is the term you used in another podcast. Right. Yeah. My personal preference is for a woman who's closer in age to me, who seems young for her age. And that's all about attitude. Mm -hmm. And you're a great example of that. You're 35, but you still get carded. (laughs) I do. (laughs) So, you know, the whole concept of people dating someone of a particular age is really very much based on one's preference and one's own personal reality and if someone's saying hey i'm too old to date at the very very baseline they're saying hey well then everybody else who's my age and single has no interest in me either which is purely yeah purely a lame excuse so what's the next one on the list let's see the next one on the list oh i love this one no man can handle me oh yeah A woman who is very sharp and very successful may say, hey, you know what, I've never been able to meet a man who can keep up with me. You know, he's not smart enough, he's not sharp enough, he kisses up too much, and therefore I'm just going to give up on dating in general because no man can handle me. I had a woman tell me lately, she used that very same excuse and she went out on a date and the guy blew it, and that was a year ago, and she hasn't been on a date since. You know... People will go out on one bad date and never date again. I have a friend who hasn't been out on a date in seven years since one bad date. How bad could it have been? What did she do? <laughs> Draw a machine gun on you and like start you know open fire on you? What happened? How can one date be that bad? It can't be that it's bad. It's an excuse. There's yes. just it's purely an excuse. But anyway, that was her excuse that a guy can't handle her. He can't be smart enough. He was kissing up to her that she just preferred just to give up and not do this again because it was just <laughs> It's just so painful. lame. Right? <laughs> you know, it's funny that that excuse, I've never heard a guy say, no woman can handle me, therefore I'm not going to date at all. It just doesn't happen in the male psyche. No, it doesn't. Now, what about the whole concept of, I'm sick of the opposite sex in general. 
Oh, yeah. You thought of no man can handle me. The logical place that goes is I just don't like men anymore. The man haters. The man haters. And there's woman haters, too, out there on the male side. Oh, yeah. You know, I just don't like women in general. You know what? You know what is a great example of this? The whole concept of the whole mail order bride thing going to Russia or Estonia or some foreign country mm-hmm. because the sales pitch is American women just have bad attitudes. None of them are marriageable. We don't want to date any of them. They're all just not marriage material. They're too spoiled. They're, they're too dominant in this country. Therefore, I need to go get a woman from a country that English isn't even the first language, bring her here, and hope for the best. Oh, goodness. And that's, that's how it goes. That's the whole concept of American women are not marriage material, therefore I need to go to another country. Okay. That's the guy excuse. That's the guy version. The, the, the guy equivalent to hating women. Wow. Well, I don't know if it's so much a hatred of women, actually. It's just a, apathy. It's an excuse that American women, there's something wrong with their personalities. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, there's nothing wrong with you, I don't think. I think it's just a matter of knowing how to choose a woman and deserving what one wants. So from the guy perspective, you know, women just don't cut it for me is very much a lame excuse. That's just painting it with one broad stroke and saying all women are the same. Right, which is a stereotype and a generalization, which really is behind most of these excuses. Right. Well, women do that with men. You know, like I said, the men haters. We'll just paint one broad stroke with men and say they all are after one thing and nothing else and... I just don't like them. We call them all kinds of names, whatever. Or the, they bought into the stereotype of all male behavior is bad behavior. Right. Okay, so that's that's a problem. How does a woman get past that excuse, Emily? You know, really she has to reprogram herself, herself and believe. That's the key point right there. You have to believe there are good men out there. They're not all the same. Well, you know what I think? I think it's a self-fulfilling prophecy for women to hate men. Right. If a woman goes, I really just can't stand the opposite gender, surprise, surprise, men aren't going to like her either. <laughs> You've fulfilled your own prophecy. You yeah. know, you can be really, really a beautiful woman. And, and here's another thing. You know, women will depend on their looks alone to get them through the dating world. Men can't ever do that. But if a woman thinks she's really beautiful and I just don't like men, therefore I'm going to find one someday who will accept me and love me for who I am anyway – but she's got a baseline issue with men in general, she is going to sit around a long time wondering why no guy is committing to her. Yeah, that is true. And therefore the excuse just gets stronger and it starts feeding off itself. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's no good. Like you said, it's a uh, it's like getting the ball rolling. It's a vicious cycle. A cause and effect. Right. So what's the next one on the list? Too risky. Too risky. You know, I'm not going to, if a woman's out there, she's thinking maybe... I'm not going to try this online dating thing because a guy is just going to take me, drag me by the hair out into the woods and I'll never be seen or heard from again. (laughs) Getting to know a total stranger, man, that's just too scary. I'm not even going to try it. I can't even begin to count how many times I've heard this one. So how do you get over that? Oh, that's a good question. I think you really just have to go on a few dates, realize that people generally are not going to drag you by the hair and take you out into the woods. Try a date in a public place. You know, take all the advice that's given when you go online dating. 
take the online dating advice if you meet someone somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Go to a public place. Make sure someone knows where you are. But you know what? After a few dates of trying this, you're going to realize that that's a lot of hype. Most of the time, you're not going to be in a dangerous situation right. on a date. But that's just one kind of risk. But, sweetie, I just thought of something. What? When I first got online, people were telling me, oh, no, that's dangerous. Be careful. And there, I had all kinds of advice coming from every which direction about that. Stop listening to these people, for oh, goodness yeah. sakes. Well, we did a whole newsletter one time on are you taking advice from miserable people? Right. If there's people who want to fit, want you to fail in the dating world because either they're lonely, they're in a miserable marriage or whatever. Their own fears and trepidation. Man, they're coming from a poverty mentality and they do not want you to succeed. I don't know how many times, especially in my younger years, I had my buddies say, oh, you don't want to go out with her. She's not good looking enough. She's, you know, not nice enough. And as soon as they're done talking me out of dating her, guess what happens? He turns around and takes her. Yeah. He asks her out. You know. <laughs> it's just... Be very careful where the advice comes from. Yes, it, but, you know, tr you won't know something unless you try it. So as far as the, the physical risks of dating, th I think we've covered that excuse. There's all kinds of ways to protect yourself and keep yourself safe if you're that concerned about it. Just keep things in a public place, like you said. Tell, your, tell someone where you are and what you're doing. You'll be fine. But there's other risks. What oh. about risk to your feelings? What about guarding your heart? And that's a very valid one. If someone has been hurt in the past, they do not want to risk that happening again. Now, that's a very that could be a valid excuse for some people, especially if it happens over and over. But if there's a pattern of that happening, then that's when we need to start talking again about deserving what we want, isn't it? Right, because then it's something that needs to be looked into more closely to avoid that pattern. Now... You have to kiss a lot of frogs before you get to a prince if you're a woman. And it's worth it. And I think there are ways to minimize having froggies hopping in and out of your life. <laughs> Don't you think? Oh, yes, of course. And therefore, you minimize the risk. You know, if you have a bad feeling about someone, if you think someone's not going to be on a frame of mind that they're going to be able to conduct the kind of relationship you envision, avoid them from the get-go and you mitigate a lot of this risk. Follow your instincts. Nine times out of ten, the right. We'll just go out with anybody and see how it goes. Oh, well, he's an alcoholic, but, you know, I know he's going to change. <laughs> oh, goodness, yes. But there's a risk there from the get-go. If you don't want to get hurt, if you don't want things to not go the way you want them to in the dating world, mitigate that risk from the front end. Screen them out. So then following this very closely is the concept of people saying, hey, you know what, I'm giving up on dating completely because people just play too many games with me. Well, a lot of guys play games with us. I mean, that's a normal reaction. Well, a lot of guys say they quit, too, because the women have been playing games with them. Yeah, but, you know, more often than not, I think more men play games with women. They lie, they cheat, they're, they're running around with other women and saying all this time, you're the one for me, I love you, you're great. And just to find out, she gets disappointed. Well, so then, first of all, we're defining games as lying and cheating, pretty much. Yes, that's how I would define it. Absolutely, because... He's telling her one thing and doing another, and sometimes she may find herself in this situation over and over again where it just gets tiring. You might as well just, it feels like, makes you want to feel like giving up. So how would a person address this concept of game playing in their life and make sure that it happens less in the future? Is there anything 
Is there anything, man or woman, that someone can do? You can't eliminate it entirely, but I think there's a lot that can be done to avoid this. The first thing I would do is ask lots of ask questions. On a date. Find out what his motives are, you know, what he really wants in life. Uh, is he wanting to date multiple people, or is he interested in finding the one person in his life to get settled down with, if that's what the both of you are on the same page with stuff like this? I would ask questions. Well, I think, you know, from a guy's perspective, I think a lot of us automatically assume a woman is going to want to settle down and get married to the next guy she meets. And that's a scary thing to men. And that's what causes some of us to start kind of saying, uh, even though I am interested in dating a bunch of women right now, I don't want to let her know this because she'll be gone. But I think the reality, Emily, is women appreciate the honesty. Oh, yeah. Some women aren't interested in settling down. They want to be out dating. I agree with you. But it's hard to date if you're going to be lied to. <laughs> so no matter what the situation, first of all, guys need to understand there's as many women out there, potentially, who would like to date around and get to know somebody a while, too, as there are women who'd like to settle down. And also, there's a lot of men who want to settle down, too, and sometimes they have a hidden agenda with women. Right. So it's just a matter of asking questions, finding out if you're both on the same page, what your goals are. You know, it may not be like today that you're wanting to marry each other, obviously, but what do you want out of your life five years from now, ten years from now, a year from now? See if you're going in the same direction. So maybe the root of some of these games is we're afraid of being honest because we misunderstand the opposite sex. Right. And, you know, those questions can feel awkward at first if you're not used to having an open conversation with someone. True. But, you know, once we start having those conversations, we find out that the stereotypes of women wanting to keep a guy you know, and, and pretty much rope him in and trick him into a relationship, as we talked about on another podcast. That's as much a stereotype as it is really the guy just wanting to have sex with as many women and be a player as he possibly can. Yes, I would have to agree with that. True. There's women who want to bed as many guys as they possibly can. That's hard to imagine, but on a rare occasions, I have come across a few of them. Well, unfortunately, when I was dating, I started believing really wholeheartedly that they're, that women were starting to act like guys used to. <laughs> it's a whole new world. I think it's a whole new world. Whether it's brave or wimpy, it's a whole new world. Yes. So stop the games from happening by addressing it up front and being honest. There, There is a game I think that women play with men. What was that? Well, I think a lot of women will flake out on a guy... Flake, flaking, as in what way would be flaky? Well, in other words, I'll ask a woman out on a date. I'll ask you on a date, and you'll go, all right, well, you know what? Call me on Friday before you come pick me up, and let's just confirm. And then you call her up on Friday, and she's nowhere to be found, doesn't answer her phone. You That's know. just downright rude. Well, it's a game. You know, you call up a woman, and she says, all right, I'll go out with you. And then, you know, she calls you up a couple days later and go, well, you know what? Something came up. I can't do it. Women do this to guys more than guys do to women. And I think it's a, a test to see how the guy will respond to her having that kind of control and wearing the pants in the situation. Or she's just being disrespectful, and she's finding that guys are dumping her? That could be why. Well, either way, the bottom line here is that a guy could theoretically lose faith in the whole dating process if he keeps getting flaked out on. Asking a woman out and having her not show up can really weigh heavy on a guy after a while. And the way to address it is to say to the woman right when you ask her out, hey, look, what are the chances of you flaking out on me? Because if she has the opportunity right then and there to say, yes, I'm going to flake out on you or not, 
and you get that commitment from her, I think she's much less likely to flake out later. What do you think? Especially if she likes you. <laughs> Especially if the interest level is up. That's right. Okay, let's go on to the next one. And I think this bullet point and the one behind it are the number one and two reasons why guys consider themselves failures in dating. The first one would be, I'm just way too shy. I've heard this one. And I've heard women say this also. I'm too shy. I don't know what to say. I'm too nervous about going on a date. Nervous. The words just don't come to me. Right. I just It just will feel awkward. I haven't done this for so many years. Whatever the case is. It's produced shyness out of them. And it's uncomfortable to go up to a woman and introduce oneself if you're a guy. I would, I guess I would imagine that. I'm so outgoing, it's hard to picture. Well, you know, in this culture, like we've said, guys are the ones who are supposed to be the ones out meeting the women. Women will wait around still to this very day and wait for the guys to approach them. Isn't that the way it should be? Well, be that as it may, whether it should be that way or not, that means the onus is on guys to go introduce themselves to women. And if a guy is shy, he's never going to get past square one. Yeah, you'll never get a yes without asking. Right. So the, the point of being shy is the words may not come easily for you if they don't. Just go and say hello and pretend, or not even pretending, it's going to be a real conversation. Just make conversation. If that's still difficult, rehearse some things in your mind that will allow you to create conversation. And start simple. Go and talk to waiters and waitresses. Or not waiters, but you know, if you're a woman and you're shy, <laughs> talk to waiters. If you're a guy, talk to the waitress. Talk to the teller it, at the bank. You know, it, do, it doesn't really matter because talk to women, talk to men. Treat them all the same. They're all on the same playing level. Get to know them as people so that when you actually like a woman, you can envision her the same as everybody else and carry a normal conversation and feel comfortable. Right. If you treat a, a woman you're incredibly attracted to as just another person to have a conversation with, then you're much less likely to get all flustered about it. Right. So get used to practicing talking to strangers, but men see, if, or women. If you're shy, you'll never, ever get past square one. You have to, though. You have to go meet someone before you can date them. Right. But I think so many people are in this comfort zone of, oh, boy, that would just be too difficult for me to do, so I'd rather just be here alone rather than go do something that uncomfortable. Well, get creative. Go online. That way you're not meeting someone face-to-face. -face. I think that's an excellent way for someone who's really shy to kind of go out and meet somebody without really having to put themselves in a in a face-to-face -face position up front. Now that's not to say that we're making a cop out for going and talking to people, but if you want if you're a guy and you're shy and you want to meet some women, the great place to start these days is online because you can have plenty of time to write your email, think it through. Think it through. Put some thought into it and then let the rest take. Let the rest happen. Now let's talk about the rest happening for a second, because that's the second bullet point here that just I think drives guys nuts when it comes to thinking they're going to fail at dating, and that's fear of rejection. Oh, that's heavy. Well, you know, if a guy approaches a woman, we're so programmed from all these silly commercials that are supposed to be, you know, funny of a guy putting some sloppy pickup line on a woman, having her you know, throw her drink at him or whatever, that most guys go, hey, you know what, I can't handle the rejection. It's just too much for my male ego to think of a woman getting the best of me. We've talked in another podcast about getting beat by a girl, which, right. I, which I is one of my main tenets that I think keeps guys from 
from even approaching a woman. And, you know, this fear of rejection means we don't ever even try. It may not even be shyness. I mean, you can be the world's... I mean, I was like this when I was younger, believe it or not. I'm the world's most, world's most outgoing person, but I'm still not asking women out just because, you know what, what if she says no? I'll just be devastated. Well, that goes back to the thought that if you imagine approaching the woman and you're playing this in your head exactly how it's going to go and you're envisioning the absolutely worst scenario, you're going to cause yourself not to approach her. And even if you did, you're so nervous about it, you're going to mess it up anyway. So the best thing to do is just go say hello. Don't have an agenda. And guys, you know, this fear of rejection thing from the, from the approach aspect of it, guys, go and talk to a woman as if it's not you who's getting evaluated, but say, hey, I'm going to go talk to this woman to see if she's the kind of woman I want to be with. And, you know, qualify I guarantee, her. yeah, qualify her instead of feeling like it's your ego on the chopping block here. And, you know, if you get to her and you say, hey, how are you doing? And she goes, what a loser got out of my face. You haven't been rejected. You have saved yourself problems with a person who isn't very nice. Yeah, you don't want to be around her. You just reject her. Move on. She's not worth my time. Yeah, exactly. You're the guy who does the rejecting. You haven't been rejected. But let's talk a little bit deeper about something that may affect both men and women, Emily. And that's after you're in a relationship, you get dumped. Mm-hmm. That that goes a lot deeper because feelings, emotions, all that's affected. And that could be a very good reason why a lot of people are afraid of trying to get out there and do it again. Because they've gone out with a person for a month or two months and that person's just dumped them. Or, yeah, or they got into a habit where this is a continuous episode that happens over and over to the point where, why try? Well, okay, so a person's given up on dating because they've been dumped a few times. How can a person take the bull by the horns in that situation and say, okay, why am I being dumped? What could it possibly be? It could be one or two things, and this is very simple. It could be that the people you're attracting aren't worth your time and effort. That, you know, we're picking very poor choices of people to date. Or it could be something that we're doing, consciously, unconsciously, doesn't matter, that's driving them away. So let's talk about the former for a second. How do we make better choices? And this is a, this is a huge topic. It's a, it is its own topic. All but how itself. can you give me a couple ideas real quickly about how a person can spot someone who is flaky long term? We talked about flaky on the first date. Someone who's going to say, ah, two months later, I've completely changed my mind. How do you look for the maturity level of someone who's able to conduct a relationship? Well, finding out a little bit about the person and how he conducts him or herself mm-hmm. in other other scenarios, the way he acts or she acts around her friends. Um, just pay attention to, to things. Ask When you're asking questions, ask more personal questions that draws their personality out. You know, get a book to ask all kinds of questions. I did that with you. We talked about this in right. other podcasts. Get to know them as early as possible to save yourself trouble before you let yourself fall in love or start to feel feelings. And if you have a pattern there, you're discovering this person's been in a series of relationships that lasted one or two months, then maybe that's a message. The other thing to find out is the person you're dating that way, are they are finding themselves in the same scenario where they're constantly dating girls or dating guys. And being dumped. And dumping them. And du- Well, that's what I'm saying. If the person's history is dumping people because they got bored in a relationship. Then you're next. Yeah, and if they've been dumped, then there's something they're hiding. 
Yes, exactly. Now, you don't want to go too far with this. I mean, you don't want to, first of all, it's it's kind of delving into a part of someone's past they may not be comfortable talking no, no, about. Don't, don't go into specifics. So you probably have to get a general idea. Yeah, get an indirect kind of Feeling. read on this. But I think, you know, you also talked about someone looking at one's own behavior. Yes, looking in the mirror, it could be really difficult because you're going to have to be honest with yourself right. and find out. Am I doing something to creep them out? Am I, you know, what am I doing that's pushing them away? Well, I think the creepiness would manifest itself in three days or a week. If you're not getting a second date and you're getting a lot of first dates, man or woman, you're doing something creepy. And, you know, refer, refer to our last podcast about that one. If it's a month or two months, six months... And people just either cutting ties with you, and you just can't get out of them why it's happening. I'm bet I'm willing to bet it's either because this person has an uneasiness about fidelity in the future. For example, I think that you're going to cheat on me. You know, you you, you flirt too much with other guys. You kind of talk about other people, and and you know, needing some variety too much, and therefore, you know, I'm just not going to commit to you, and I need to leave. That that sounds. Plausible. It could be a lot of different reasons, though. It could be that the guy or the girl is looking for something better. They're just hanging on to this person until something better comes along. Well, then if you're getting rejected that often, then there's something, again, about your own personality, if you're the one getting rejected, that is keeping people from committing to you. You've got to figure out what that is. Right. You're going to have to do a lot of research here. I mean, are you be pushing too yourself. much? Is a person pushing too much? Hey, I want commitment. I want commitment. And the guy goes, all right, well, you know, if I have to make the decision right now or never, it's never. Right, I'm out of here. Right. So those kind of hard life questions have to be asked by someone who's getting rejected. And once the question is dealt with honestly, dealt with honestly and you can, you can identify possible reason or reasons why, why people are leaving relationships with you, then you can address it rather than giving up on dating completely. Right. It's hard, but the only alternative is, is being right. alone. Right, and if that's what you want, go for it. If you want someone in your life, and whatever your goals are, work towards it. The last one, and probably the most overwhelming one for people who feel it, is physical limitations. Oh, goodness, that can take, a, that covers a lot of different things, from your looks down to your health, right. anything. And it can be, you know, if you're morbidly obese, and not attracting anyone. Obviously, that's something that you probably need to take care of in your life. Right. But even if you are obese, it's not an excuse not to date. Right. Perfect example is I have a friend who is so large that he doesn't fit into the rides at the theme parks. Okay. Mind you, he's a really sweet person. His wife, they've been married for years now, is drop-dead gorgeous. She's tall. She's blonde. She's what people would assume the model look. Exactly has, not my type, by the way. <laughs> Which drives this point even further, but she go ahead. make a perfect model. She has everything it takes to be one. He, he has her, she loves him, adores him. Being overweight did not stop him. So, obviously, he dealt with that by making sure his personality was attractive. Right. And it worked for him. Yes. But, you know, I know even people have the most minor... You know, I'm missing a molar way back here in my mouth. Therefore, no one's going to love me. There's always something to be dissatisfied with yourself. That's why, you know, there, you know, sometimes the question is, if there was one thing about yourself that you could change, what would it be? Right. 
I think almost everybody, everybody on this planet can come up with one thing that they dislike about this. Oh planet. yeah, you watch the uh, Doctor Nine Hundred Two One Zero show on the Discovery Channel or Health Network, wherever it is, and it's these beautiful women who already approach the media, media-generated concept of beauty, who want to pay for plastic surgery to make themselves different. Right. So. If if someone is thinking, hey, you know, I have a physical limitation and nobody's ever going to like me because of it, another person may come along and say, you know what, that's what makes you perfectly imperfect to me and I like you even more because of it. And they may think that the one aspect that you least like is just absolutely adorable, cute, wonderful. And, you know, that may sound sappy for us to talk like this, but, you know, I'm not saying this for any other reason than I believe it. I mean, I've been out with women who go, oh, gosh, I have this huge hang-up about this. And I'm thinking that's one of the things that endears me to this woman. <laughs> you know, to kind of tie this all up, Emily, would you agree with me that this list, anybody can get past just about anything on this list? Yeah, and you can overcome again. anything if you want to. And... If someone is not dating and they've given up on it, they can come up with just about any excuse. That's easy to do. It's easy to make excuses. So when someone has an excuse, it's probably, hey, I need to get around this excuse and realize that other people aren't seeing me the way I see myself. And then just get on with the business of finding someone and being happy rather than being alone forever. Well, I think the excuse is more of a way to reason with oneself to say... I'm afraid of dating, and the failure of it, I don't want to say I'm a failure at it, so I need something to cover that up. Oh, yeah. It's just a way of just... There has to be a reason for it. Right. There has to be a reason why why I'm not going out there dating, so I'll have to come up with an excuse to make it okay. And what we're recommending on this podcast is for everyone, us included, to get over whatever that is. First of all, find out what it is, get over it, and go out and be happy. Meet someone. No more excuses. (laughs) And with that, I think we've come to the end of another podcast. We want to thank you, as always, for listening to us. And you know we've got something special to announce again. All right. Every week or something else. And um, this week what we've done is we've listened to those of you who have written in to us and said, hey, you know what, Scott and Emily, we love hearing you talk about men and women and how they relate. But, hey, Scott, we want to hear what you have to say to us guys in particular. Or as girls in particular. You're right, Emily, saying, hey, you know what? We like to have our girl talk. And we aren't going to disappoint you. We are going to come up with something we call power sessions. And it's going to be for men only on my side. And for women only on my side. And that will be a monthly audio program that you can subscribe to. And every month we'll come up with something hard-hitting for the guys only on this side. And the girls on my side. And so look forward to that. And we will give you more details on the next podcast. Or stay tuned to www.deservewhatyouwant.com for more details. We have a Frapper map, F-R-A-P-P-R dot com, front slash X-A-N-D-Y. Please go and pin yourself because that's still pretty lonely. And we also have our MySpace page at MySpace front slash X underscore and underscore Y. And with that, we will talk to you next time. Until then. Be good.